Hey, obsessors, this is Jules, and today you're going to meet Michael Munoz. He is a dynamic, energetic thought leader and podcast host of In Your Mouth. He is known as the Andy Cohen of food. You're going to delight in the colorful story that is his and how he has opened up his life to saying yes, saying yes to life and opportunities. Enjoy Michael Munoz and start getting obsessed with your life. Hey guys, welcome to Obsessed. Think of us as your personal development entourage, all wrapped up into one podcast. If you're committed to your personal development and believe your life is meant for more, then get ready to learn the tools you need to elevate this experience called life. Get obsessed with your life, just like us. We are Tia, Tristan, Mika, and Julie, and we are obsessed with humans on the verge of change. Hi, I'm Tristan, and I'm obsessed with your emotional well-being. Hey, obsessors. Today, I promise you, you are going to be obsessed with Michael Munoz. Let's welcome Michael to the Obsessed stage. Thanks. Hey, ladies. Hey there. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Well, we're pretty good and we're feeling this Michael Munoz vibe and we're really, I'm telling you, I just mentioned we're, you might have some stalkers in your presence right now. You know what? I'm here for it. Just give me all the stalkers because once you reach stalker capacity, it really means you've made it someplace. (laughs) I love it. That is so true. Okay, Michael. So we like to start off our podcast and asking you, what are you obsessed with? Oh my goodness. What am I obsessed with? I am obsessed with the housewives. I am specifically Atlanta, Potomac, New York, New Jersey, and Beverly Hills. I am really obsessed with Lisa Rinna. I love her so much. What else am I obsessed with? Oh God, so much. I feel like I am coffee obsessed. I mean, ridiculously obsessed with coffee. I am egg obsessed, especially if like it's a runny egg. I love like a really like drippy egg. I am hot sauce obsessed. I am sneaker and heel obsessed. I mean, I can keep going. How long are you just going to let me run on with this obsessed list? (laughs) Pretty much as long as you want to. Now, have you met Lisa Rinna? I love her because I'm going to send this episode to her because, you know, we need to Talk to no, Lisa. I haven't. And I would love to meet Lisa Rinna. Lisa Rinna, if you're listening, you are always welcome on my Big Gay Food podcast. We'll figure out what to talk about. Why Lisa Rinna and why not Vanderpump? Lisa Vanderpump. Ugh, no, no. Is that even really a question? <laughs> you know what? Lisa Vanderpump, I guess, does a lot of philanthropy work for the dogs. Allegedly, she kept saying that She does a lot of work for the gays. I don't know what that is, but sure. Or the LGBTQ community. Great. There's just something about the way Lisa Rinna comes across the screen where it's, she's like overly honest, a big asshole. Can I say that? Sorry. And, you know, her vibe, her vibe is just like really straightforward and no BS. And so that's kind of the way I am. And her lips. And I see her lips, I believe, on your T-shirt right now. No, these are my lips. These oh, are, they are. This is, uh, this is my uh, podcast merch that I'm wearing. But it could be Lisa Rinna lips. I think she'd be down for this. I love it. So 
For all our obsessors that don't know who Michael Munoz is, the Andy Cohen of food, which I think is super cool. Tell us about you. Let's start from square one. Oh, my goodness. Well, picture it. Sicily, 1981. Uh, no. <laughs> Michael Munoz loves, oh, is obsessed with the Golden Girls. There we go. There's another Shut up. one. Which Golden Girl are you? I'm definitely like a Blanche Dorothy moment. I'm definitely a combo of the two. Listen, I grew up here in New York City in Brooklyn, and I've run the gamut of jobs. I'm an artist at heart. So I started in, I went to school to sing classical music, came back home, pounded the pavement, did all sorts of musical theater, and then found myself in this food journey because during the recession in like 2008, 2009, I was like living with my mom and watching a lot of Food Network and not seeing myself represented, right? There wasn't, not only was the aesthetic, it was beautiful, right? But it was like Giada De Laurentiis and like Ina Carter. And everything was really pretty and very quiet, you know? And you know what? That was a vibe. It just wasn't a vibe for me. And so I was longing for the shows of old, the shows like like Graham Kerr and whatnot, and the shows with a little bit more pizzazz. That, along with not seeing myself represented, not only as a Latino in that space, but as a queer Latino man in that space, set me out on this food journey. And it started with a blog. And then I have now at 40 years old, like 22 years in and out of the hospitality business, like restaurants and all. I used to cater out of my 120 square feet apartment. I used to bake custom wedding cakes. I self-taught myself how to self-taught. I am self-taught, I should say. And I taught myself how to bake crazy cakes. And and now I run a crazy food podcast that celebrates LGBTQ people in the food space. I've kind of like run the gamut here. I love that. You've definitely worn a lot of hats, so to speak, in your lifetime. And it continues. It just seems like my journey right now. So I'm here for it. I love it. So how are you able to show up and make these changes in your career and in your life so fluently and with that confidence that you carry? How am I able to show up? I mean, I've never really thought about it. I just do it. And it's just been my trajectory, I think. And it's, I always, for as long as I can remember, never start at an easy place. I just never make it easy for myself. Like, for example, the custom cake baking came out of a drunken night at a gay bar. The owner asked me to bake a cake, like a purse cake because he knew I cooked and baked and whatnot. He was like, hey, can you make this like Chanel purse cake for a birthday that's coming up? And I said, yeah, sure. Did I know how to make custom cakes at the time? Nope. Did I choose the hardest challenge I could have to like foray into that business? Yes, right. And I cried and I cried again, but I always just did it. And there was, I guess, now that I'm thinking about it, there no has never been an option for me. and. I'm in a big place of yes right now in my life, but like saying no to opportunities or saying, saying no to be like work or, all right, now I got to, I got to hustle, right? Because I need money. So now I'm doing singing telegrams. Okay. Now I'm a delivery person. Now I'm doing theater. Now I'm a personal assistant. Now I'm, and like this food journey that I'm on though, every time I've tried to leave has called me back. So it's almost like a calling where it just keeps happening and in different forms, but it's under the same umbrella. 
And so I've just always said yes. And it's never been a thought of like, oh, I can't do that. Of course I can. Or yeah, I'm going to do that. And that's going to make me money. Or that sounds fun. I love that, Michael. And I specifically love that you said that you're in a place of yes. And for a lot of our listeners, you know, who have dreams and are in that stuck space. I mean, you you are surmounting odds in terms of being a Latino gay podcaster slash singing telegram professional. No, I'm just, I'm kidding about that, but I was for a long time. And I mean, some people just stop and just decide to take the path well-traveled or something they're comfortable with. What is that in your head? Because we are obsessed with that place, that tipping point where you kick fear in the face and you take a leap of faith. Listen, it's not all roses and, you know, Aperol spritzes or whatever, you know, it's, do I struggle sometimes? Yes. Do I have hard times? Yes. Do I take on too much sometimes? Absolutely. Is it easy or are there days where I'm like, oh, this sucks. I don't want to get out of bed. Absolutely. Like that's a thing for everyone. The thing is, is that I think it was instilled in me just growing up from an early age that there is no option not to work, right? And actually, my best friend's mother, who just recently passed away, used to say it the best all the time. And shout out to you, Mama Rose, right? On the other side, she always used to say, you know what? If you can clean toilets, you'll always have a job, right? And think about that. Like, yeah, like nothing is insurmountable. And you know what? If you find yourself in a place where it's just like, oh, I don't like this. I need out. There's always an option, I think she meant. You know what I mean? And so it's just like, I've always had to work. I'm not rich, right? I'm blessed to have a couple dollars in the bank, you know, but I work and I work hard and I work hard for what I have. And and it's just never been an option not to. And have I had really crappy jobs or been employed by really terrible people? Absolutely. But you push through and it's just like, it's the hustle. It's that drive that's just like, well, I need to live and Sometimes I like to get on a plane some places and to do that, I need to work. That's so good. And I like that quote. If you can clean toilets, you always have something to do. You can make money. And that's something that I think our society kind of looks past. They're looking for the next best thing, not necessarily the next thing for you. Yes. Yes. That right there. Not the next best thing, right? Because we all want the best for ourselves. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. But the next best thing for you at the moment. And if that's you know, delivering pizzas. Great. There's no shame in that game, right? Because it's just like a jump point. I literally had no money once. And when Craigslist was popular, I sure as hell was doing singing telegrams. And it worked for a little bit because I just had to pivot to what's next. You know, I just took on another job at a restaurant here in the city, not because I wanted to go back into the restaurant business. Absolutely not. I'm actually dreading it, but because I need some money, I have some bills to pay. So I got to hustle for a couple months and then it'll be done. And then on to the next. But your passion is in your mouth and it is so colorful. I mean, you take us on this wild ride and for you to translate the food, the experience into a podcast. I mean, that's a gift right there. Well, thank you, A. And B, listen, this podcast came out of necessity. While talking about necessity and what's next, right? and Now it has become what is best, but I was at a really miserable point. I had just taken a leap of faith and I was like, I got to get out of this job. So I went from full-time to like a part-time position. And then 
I went to a friend and I was like, we need to start a podcast. And they were like, absolutely. And then that wasn't their journey. And so I took it on alone. And I thought to myself, oh my God, this is going to be so fun. And just like a creative outlet, like it's going to be really campy and gay and all about food. And what it's turned into is giving a platform to LGBTQ voices in the food space because there is a big queer food movement happening right now. And we get to hear these stories from a different perspective. So all of a sudden we'll talk, we'll be talking about growing up baking with their mom or their grandma and and remembering this recipe and whatnot. And then all of a sudden talking about like coming out and getting kicked out of the house or coming out in foster care and what that experience is like, because that's insane. Or you know what, coming out to your father on, on their deathbed and all through the cooking though, it all happens through food. And I always say like, and it's a thing, you know, food is just not for sustainability. Major events happen. Food is a a communal place, a communal thing. How do you work from doing all these, or how do you go from doing all these different jobs that you're not necessarily passionate about to going into the job of working on your podcast in your mouth and following your dreams? That, wow. The hustle is the hustle, right? And the internet is fickle, as we all know. And so, I mean, I'm doing the best that I can and I'm pushing and You know, eventually it's either going to work and take over my life in a way that's making me money or it's not going to work and I'm going to have to pivot ball change into finding what's new, what's next, what's right, what's best. You know, (laughs) I mean, I guess like in the George Michael of it all, you got to have faith, right? (laughs) Sing it for us, Michael. Right. Can you afford the rights? (laughs) Because I can't. Okay. True. true. Right. It's very true. I don't listen. I don't need you all with anybody money either. You know, and speaking of true and truth, you have honored your truth and you haven't hidden who you are. In fact, you live out loud. You live unabashedly. And what was that process for you? Just because take us back to Michael 1990 or something like that. Oh, Michael 1990 was very, had very gorgeous long hair that has all fallen out of my head since. And was very quiet. Listen, growing up in specific households, I'm going just to label them ethnic households, whether you're Black, Puerto Rican, or whatever you are, super cultural households, and then add religion on top of that. Things like being gay aren't discussed. Like that topic doesn't even broach like anything. You know, you, you may, like the only thing I knew was that Ellen came out, and, but I didn't, I didn't know what that meant, you know, back then. And so I was very quiet because of the bullying of it all, the harassment of it all, very, very quiet, very introverted. And it wasn't until my mother sent me to the gayest camp ever, choir camp, right? In Princeton, New Jersey, I went to choir camp and my mother like saved a whole year for me to go to choir camp. Shout out to you, mom. And I saw like people like living out loud and like these like gay teens that were like very, very comfortable in their skin. and. You know, the mid 90s, nobody was coming out young, right? And if you were, it was bold. It's not like these kids today who are coming out younger and younger and younger. So seeing that, I was like, oh, and then going into college and seeing how comfortable people were, I was like, oh, this is a thing. I don't have to feel terrible about myself. I don't have to feel like weird and like I'm hiding something. 
And so like once I came out, it was like balls to the wall, pedal to the metal. Like we're here, we're queer, we have no fear. And yeah, it's just. And then throughout the years, you know, you learn and you learn to live unapologetically, right? You learn to live in your truth in the sense of as long as you're being honest and sometimes you're going to fuck up in that honesty. And as long as you recognize that and know how to apologize, then you're living really like true to yourself and to others, right? There's no room for drama and there's no room for excess because you're like, oh, well, this is what it is. I'm honest or, oh, I messed up. I'm sorry. And, and we're going to keep, we're going to keep it trucking. I love that. So how do you feel that like your the opportunities that came to you changed as you started living within that truth? The opportunities that came to me changed. Well, it's interesting because, oh, we're going to go down like a really crazy road now that I don't even know if you want to go down. But it's interesting because the fact of the matter is there like a lot of businesses are just problematic across the board as far as like equity, as far as inclusion matters, as far as representation, even the theater business. I mean, I my first agent told me that I was too educated. She told me I was too educated for what I look like to be hireable. And I was like, wait a minute. So you need me to play Puerto Rican thug. So because I'm not acting Latino thug, right? And I'm coming here because my mother took out loans for me to go to private school, like this isn't a thing. Wait, what? I was told that I would never work because of my last name, right? In certain, oh, they'll never hire you because you're a Munoz. And I was like, wait, what does that mean? What does that have to do with anything, right? There's no like necessarily a race put on this role. Like what? They're like, yeah, that's a thing. Or like, you know, they made me take out my earrings because it was like the gay earrings. So I don't necessarily know if being out opened the doors to opportunity. I think there was a point in time where I pivoted to create the opportunity for myself because the opportunity wasn't being presented to me in the way I needed it to be. I adore that, Michael. I mean, you're taking the bull by its horns and you are calling your own shots. You are navigating your life, narrating your story. And it is really refreshing for me because so many people do live a small life and dim their light because they're afraid of what other people think. And I'm guessing you don't align with that. Well, I mean, everyone does a little bit, right? Everyone. I mean, I'm sure y'all check your, I mean, I'm sitting in front of two very beautiful women, right? But I'm sure you sometimes you're not going out looking a mess, right? Because Yes, you're doing it for you, but sometimes, you know, like you're like, I don't need people to see me in these sweatpants, like, you know, or something. So there's a little bit of that here and there. But as far as the bigger picture, I live my full id gaff life. I do not give a fuck. Right? <laughs> I am just going and to the best of my ability. Right. And yes, there are road bumps and yes, there's self-doubt. And yes, there's that inner saboteur that tells you you can't or you won't or you shouldn't. But like you put that voice in the closet. You're like, oh, girl. All right. Time for you to go back. No, no. And you keep it moving. Right. And you find or sometimes you just have to push through that voice to find that self-confidence to do whatever it is you're trying to do. I love that. I mean, you should be a mentor. I hope you are mentoring those that are coming behind you because you are inspirational in your message. I was telling somebody, Jules, that it's so funny. I turned like 39, 40 
And something changed in my head where I've become very like Brene Brown or somebody or Gail King or or somebody, right? Gene, I am Gene Brown. Yes, right. <laughs> we'll figure out something. But I love that because I've noticed in my 40s, you just don't care as much. It's you like, just ugh. are you just own yourself and you realize, okay, you're at a certain age. And am I why does it even matter when you realize there is not an infinite time left? So that's awesome. High five. Okay. So Michael is the self-proclaimed hostess with the mostess. And we're going to turn the tables and we're going to try a lightning round with Michael because he is, I bet, a lot of really fun ideas and tips and give us, yeah. give us the skinny. I, 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 the I love a lightning round. Okay. So this is the first time we've done it. So we're going to try to make it really sound polished and professional. Okay. Michael, question one, favorite food. A cheese board. Oh, a charcuterie. Or as they've been calling it on the internet these days, a shark coochie board. Sir coochie board. Like a shark coochie. Oh, like cool. a shark vagina. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> like a shark See? coochie board. We are learning. We love that. We're, <laughs> we're big cheese fans here. Favorite food to bake. Favorite thing to bake cookies. Always. Favorite food network show. Oh, uh, Chopped. Yeah, Chopped. Have you applied to be on there? Yes, I almost, I almost was on a different version of Chopped at one point that got canceled. Oh, that's cool. Favorite music? Oh, oh my God, disco. Do you have a band? Band? No, like the Donna Summer of it all. Mm-hmm. Like, hello. Mm-hmm. Not the, the Bee Gees. Oh, yeah. Okay, Donna. Hello, Donna Summer. All right. Love it. Favorite cause? Favorite cause? Oh my God, so many, right? And it's Pride Month, so Sage, which takes care of elders of the LGBTQ community who more often than not find themselves alone. The Trevor Project and the Ali Fournay Center helping homeless LGBTQ youth out there in the streets because if you didn't know, it can be up to 40% of the homeless youth in America are LGBTQ. Okay, favorite podcast other than Obsessed and In Your Mouth? Oh, well, are there any others? No. <laughs> no. No. The Sidework podcast. Ooh, shout out. I don't know the Sidework. What is that? Another set of two beautiful women that explore stories of the waiters and like waitresses, the service people, you know, they, they explore stories of the hospitality industry from the inside, from people on the inside. Favorite city for food? Ooh, New York. Hello. Hello. Tell us, give us a skinny. Um, Best restaurant, yeah. New York. There are too many. There's like, I, I don't like best of questions just because I'm an eclectic being and I you know, there's just so many and I, my palate is so diverse. I love every, I eat everything. So there's great, and you can find anything in this city from Ethiopian to Vietnamese to Indian tacos to everything, right? Sicilian, like even like subsects of food, like Sicilian, you know, like delicious. There's so many great things here. I got to come back to New York just to try the food now. I haven't been there in a long time. Okay. Who is your celebrity crush? Ooh, Joe Manganiello? No. Michael B. Jordan? No. Channing Tatum? No. Ricky Martin? No, I can keep going. (laughs) It's hard to quantify your celebrity crush because there are so many delicious celebrities out there. Yeah. Okay. 
So how about most disgusting food you've ever eaten? Oh, duck's web. Okay, explain. What? Duck's web. It's a Chinese delicacy. Shout out to, to all the Asians out there. Shout out to you. And no offense, it just wasn't for me. And it's literally like a duck's foot. That's like, I don't know if they steam it, boil it or whatnot. And then they serve it with like these like mustards and vinegars. It wasn't for me. No. Nope. Okay. All right. Now, what is your life motto? Oh, what is my life motto? Give me froze and call it a day. <laughs> the basic bitch of it all. You know what? I think it's honesty and authenticity is what it is, right? I think that's the key to success in just life, right? And laughter. Lots and lots of laughter, obviously. You have made us laugh for sure, Michael. And I mean, this is the perfect segue into wrapping this episode up. Authenticity, and you are authentic and true to yourself. And you live in a space of saying yes and not denying yourself who you're meant to be. So we love that. Michael, I know everybody's going to be like, Michael Munoz, where can we find him? How can we listen to him? Can you let everybody know where can we find this amazing man, Michael Munoz? Well, Google is an amazing place. And after the football player from Oklahoma, Michael Munoz, you will find me. But no, I have a website called The Munoz, that's T-H-E-M-U-N-O-Z.com, where all my information is there if you want to know more. Instagram, I am all over Instagram at The Kitchen Gailey, that's daily with a G, at The Kitchen Gailey, or my podcast at In Your Mouth Pod. In Your Mouth is my podcast. It's the only food podcast on the airwaves that celebrates LGBTQ people in the food space. And so you could find that anywhere you know, you listen to podcasts. I mean, you're obviously listening to Obsessed because I am now absolutely obsessed. And so you can find me there too. I'm also, this month, I'm honored to be on listed on Apple Podcast Pride Playlist under Passionate Spirits. Congratulations. I mean, that's amazing, Michael. Yeah, it's a, it's a big deal. And I'm really honored and I was yes. really surprised. Oh, wow. Wow. We are speaking to a legend in the making here, Michael Munoz. And you guys have to check out his Instagram because he has the most beautiful photographs on his Instagram page. I mean, they're gorgeous. Just check it out. Michael Munoz, The Kitchen Gailey. So thank you, Michael, for spending this time. We are obsessed and we may be stalking you. So just don't get nervous. T and I. No, I'm here. I'm here for all of it. Ladies, let me say thank you so much. This was so much fun. Thank you for giving me space on your platform. This has been like just so great. And I'm really honored to be here and honored that you want to talk to little big gay old me. Thank you so much because this was really special. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Obsessed Podcast. Thank you so much, Michael, for coming on to tell your story and where you are today and how you got to be who you are today. You are inspiring, entertaining, and authentic to who you truly are. And we are obsessed with Michael. Take a note from his book and live from a place of yes. Become the change you want to see in the world and create your own desired opportunities. Honor your truth and do the best you can. Search for the next best thing for you. Not necessarily the best thing, but the next best thing for you and where you are today. 
please subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. We love hearing from you. Please reach out on Instagram at crown underscore compass girls and let us know what you're thinking. Let us know how we can better serve you. Until next time, get obsessed with your life.